News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. There is no doubt that there is a wider awareness and indeed acceptance of mental health issues today, which is surely a good thing, a decrease in stigma and all of that. But are we over-diagnosing and are we over-aware and over-emphasising that it's okay to not be okay without ever the other flip side of it being it's okay to be okay. Dr. Pora Gibson, psychotherapist and senior research associate at DCU and clinical director of the OCD clinic in Dublin joins us now. Pork, do you have concerns, I suppose, about how we talk about mental health nowadays and how quick we maybe are to label somebody? Um, yeah, I do. I do care. Good morning. Um, recently, say in the last 10 years specifically, there's been a huge upsurge in celebrities, politicians, different people coming out and describing their experiences in, in kind of almost pathological language at times. You know, the language of the diagnostic kind of categories like I suffer with depression or trauma or I've, I'm very OCD. This kind of language has permeated yeah. society. And I think that has a massive knock-on effect um, across society because even within schools, there's a lot of um, health awareness campaigns. And while we know health awareness campaigns are great for increasing awareness around mental health issues, they actually have very little effect on psychological outcomes for children or adults. So one of the real difficulties is that when you start using labeling in this way, it kind of has a self-fulfilling prophecy effect about it. So if up until you ran the campaign, the child felt that they were distressed or upset about something, they now might describe the same experience as depression. <laughs> okay, so we tend to fit uh, our our behaviours into a category to help us explain what it is that's happening to us. Okay, so there's a kind of labelling effect that happens. Yeah. So, so someone will look at 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 something bad that happened to them saying I was upset about that but instead of saying oh I was upset they'll say it was trauma or or as you say someone is a bit low for a period but now they're depressed so so I don't mean to use this language in an inflammatory sense but are we almost exaggerating problems at this stage? Well I don't know if we're exaggerating them because when people go through difficult periods in their life, they look at ways of explaining. I mean, this goes all the way back to Galen and before from the 12th century, even before the way back to the Greeks, when people try and make sense of their experiences in a certain way. And if you have an authoritative figure or you have someone who you respect in, in the world, whether it's Brezzi or a politician, and they're describing their experience in a certain way and it's using very technical or diagnostic language, you will tend to fit your behaviours into that as an explanation. It's not willful in that sense. Do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, I do. And obviously people like Brezzi are, are, are I think, very well intended and, and are, are, you know, attempting to highlight issues that people are experiencing. I, I don't think any of this is malign or any of this is uh, in any way designed to upset people or, 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 I suppose, point people in the wrong direction. But is there a danger, particularly for younger people, that perhaps they are self-diagnosing without an expert? You know, I, 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 can't, yeah. I can't describe the number of people I've seen described as, as narcissists, for example, online. That seems to be the, the, the yes, diagnosis indeed. du jour. Indeed, indeed. I think one of the, one of the problems, and people don't realise this, is that Often they, they wait for five, six, seven, eight months, may, maybe even a couple of years for a diagnosis. And they assume that the diagnosis somehow will perform some miracle upon them, that once they, they're diagnosed, that then the treatment can't be far off or that they'll match the treatment to fit that diagnosis. Unfortunately, the opposite can often be the case. If, for example, somebody goes home today with a diagnosis of depression and they're 17 or 18 years old, up until now, the parents maybe thought they were upset or weren't feeling great or were stressed about exams. But as soon as you get a diagnosis, 
it's not just you that changes, but people around you begin to interact with you in a different way. Okay, and, and, and this is where the kind of self-fulfilling prophecy becomes the problem. It's what we call in, in psychology kind of the performative effects of language. So, for example, if, if, if you were to come home and you were diagnosed with depression, maybe up until now you'd be asked to drop the kids to school tomorrow. But your husband or your wife might say, no, look, relax, take it easy, sit down, chill out. Okay. You know, you need to laugh. And what happens in that situation is that you convey two messages to someone. One is, I'm doing this because I love you and you're depressed. But I'm actually doing it because I don't think you're uh, any longer capable. So and what so, happens is... So we're giving sorry, feedback to people in, in in those circumstances that allow them to, to opt out of things that maybe they are capable of doing. In fact, and, and this is the self-fulfilling prophecy aspect of it, is that, you know, when you receive a diagnosis, it can be helpful. For example, and you know from general practice, diagnosing something like a panic disorder is actually very helpful. You know, people realize you're not going crazy, you're not mad. There is a physical component yeah. to it. A diagnosis, say, for example, of OCD or borderline personality disorder will have a very different effect on someone and, and how they describe themselves in the world. So there's a lot of complex aspects to, to diagnosis. But back to the main point, is being overdiagnosed? Well, we don't know that, for example, uh, more people are aware of it, so maybe more people will come forward. There's better assessment tools than there were before. Um, and there's better places to, to get assessed. So there's a multiple of things happening here that aren't just around people deciding to go for more treatment or, or for doctors to diagnose things more frequently. Look, thank you very much for talking to us. There's an awful lot of food for thought in all of that. I really do appreciate it. That is Dr. Pork Gibson, their psychotherapist and senior research associate at DCU. Let us know what you think. Are, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you get what we're saying here or what we're, we're, we're talking about? That Are we over-diagnosing things? Are we over-labeling things? And is there sometimes even a secondary gain for people that if they, if they have that label it maybe allows them to behave in a certain way or maybe they're treated in a certain way um, and that has ramifications. I'd love to know what people think about this this morning. Uh, do let us know. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.